0: Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, days, and gays. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host Hunter here. Hope you're having a great night, day, weekend, whenever you're checking this out. Uh, So, we are in the midst of Oscar season, and the Oscars are next Sunday, uh, or this Sunday, pardon me, um, March 12th. I'm... So, Oscar season is always very fun and very terrifying, as you know, here at The Real Pineapple. I work really hard to go ahead and watch as much of the stuff as I can. I've seen every Best Picture nominee, except for, I want to say, two of them, so I feel very informed and all that fun stuff, and yeah, it's going to be a very, very interesting, very interesting uh, evening. Jimmy Kimmel's is hosting again. I like Kimmel when he's talking about, you know, Republicans and ripping them, because that always makes me happy. Uh, as far as a comedian, definitely hit and miss. I think he works well with uh, Guillermo uh, and uh, the-, the Matt Damon beef is one of the funnier ongoing jokes I may have ever seen, and a lot- some of the sketches work. His monologues were very kind of hit and miss for me, but uh, Kimmel, fine choice, I guess. I mean... Honestly, there are other people I would have rather have hosts. Like, come on, it's Women's History Month. Give me Taylor Tomlinson. She's an amazing stand-up. I actually would love to see her get an awards show. I mean, have her do it. Have Katherine Hahn. Katherine Hahn would crush the Oscars. She could definitely make the Oscars work. But yeah, Kimmel, you know, whatever, fine. But the big question is, of course, is what's going to win? What's going to win each category? And I will say I have my predictions on what I think is going to win. So I'm going to go through every category and yeah, let's talk about it. So I'm going to uh, wor- uh, start from the bottom and work my way up. Uh, by the way, thank you uh, Academy for actually broadcasting all the fucking awards this year. I was very irritated. They didn't do it last year, but apparently they're showing everything this year. So um, and honestly, Look, I understand the actors, the actresses, the uh, you know the writers are the ones who get the shine. but when you think about the you know everyone from the people who are helping out with catering to like the grip to the people who are doing sound editing like all these people, it's all these components that make up the film. If it was just the actors and the director shit wouldn't get done. you know, you have to have people edit the shit. you have to have people do visual effects. So I appreciate the fact that, we we're actually going to see the full encompassing of everyone who works on a film being highlighted and being celebrated because that's exactly how it should be. So, that rant aside, uh, starting off with Best Sound. So, you've got All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, Avatar The Way of Water, uh, The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun Maverick. So, look, I have talked about how Top Gun, Mag of... Maga Veric as I call it because it is just American propaganda. As long as we're bombing someone, who the fuck cares? I can't stand the discourse around Avatar. I saw the first Avatar. It sucks. I don't care what anyone says. It's not a good movie. I will watch the Way of Water when it hits Disney Plus at home, comfortable and high. Uh, Elvis, don't even get me started. <laughs> if you've listened to my review of Elvis, you know I'm not a fan. Uh, So then that leaves me with All Quiet on the Western Front and The Batman, and I haven't seen All Quiet on the Western Front yet, I'll probably watch that this weekend before uh, Oscars do premiere, so I'm gonna go with The Batman, just because it does bother me that it wasn't nominated for uh, Original Score which it should have been. So I am going to say the Batman here, and that's a Stuart Wilson, a William Files, Douglas Murray, and Andy Nielsen. So that's that's my pick. I am going to go. I am going to go with the Batman for best sound. So okay, uh, bu- 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 bu, let's see what is next. All right, best uh, best original score. We've got. All Quiet on the Western Front, which is uh, Volker uh, uh, uh Babylon uh, by Justin uh, Hurwitz, uh, The Banshees of Eneshering, which is uh, Carter Burrell, who you probably know from doing the scores for Twilight, uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which is Son, uh, Sun Lux, and then The Fablemans, which is John Williams. John Williams, of course, is a fucking legend. I love John Williams. If John Williams won, I would not be mad at all because... John Williams is John Williams, but I think this is Banshee's award to win, I thought that between the cinematography and the score, I just felt truly transported with what I was watching, and I just, I love that movie so, so much, as you know, it was a, a top 10 for me this year, uh, if you haven't listened to my top 10 best of 2022, that's on the channel, so yeah, I'm gonna go Banshee's here, I think, I think that the, that pulls it off, so, all right, moving on to best hair, uh, makeup, and hairstyling. Pardon me. All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and then The Whale. I feel like this is the Whale's award to win. The the, the transformation of Brendan Fraser in the Charlie is fucking incredible, and the way that they make Charlie look like you really understand the gravity of the health problems and everything that he is dealing with, and it's. It's an incredible transformation. So that would be Adrian Moreau, uh, Moreau I'm gonna go with uh Judy Chin and anne and Marie Bradley. I'm gonna say that the whale wins here. Uh, moving on to Best Live Action Short. Uh, so I will be the first to admit I have not seen any of these. I had to look up the synopsis on some of these. Uh or actually on all of these. So I um so we've got an Irish goodbye, which is Tom Berkeley and Ross White. Uh, Ivalu, which is uh, Anders, Walter, and Rebecca uh, p- uh, Prusen, that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, Le, uh, Le uh, Pupil, which is Alice uh, Ro- uh, Watcher and uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Uh, Night Ride, which is uh, Arik, uh, God, these names, uh, Taviton and Gotalid Larsen, and then the Red Suitcase, which is uh, uh, Cyrus uh, Nish- Nishvad, I, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go night ride uh, again. That is really just me. That's, that's more of a guess, but I'm, I'm going to go with a night ride there. So moving on to uh, best costume design, uh, Babylon, by, uh, which is uh, Mary Zofries, Elvis, which is Catherine Martin, everything, everywhere, all at once, which is Shirley uh, Karada, and then, Miss Harris Goes to Paris, which I haven't reviewed for the channel, but I probably will for Women's uh, Women's History Month, since we're in it right now. It's a really cute freaking movie, and I don't think enough people saw that. Uh, that's streaming on Peacock, if memory serves. Uh, but that's Jimmy, uh, that's Ginny uh, Beaven. And then uh, what I'm picking to win is Ruth Carter for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. She has worked with Spike Lee and has done quite a few... Uh, amazing uh, costume designs, uh, designing on Black films. She won for Black uh, the original Black Panther. I think she repeats here, because I think the stuff on Wakanda Forever is, is next level, and there's even more costuming, and there's even more variation in the costumes this time around, given the, the plot and everything. So, I think uh, Ruth is going to win her second Oscar in a row, and I really hope she does. So, Moving on to best uh, animated short film, The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, which is uh, Charlie uh, Mackesy and Matthew uh, Freud, The Flying Sailor, which is Amanda Forbes and Wendy Tilby, My Year of Dicks, which is Sarah, I'm not going to try the last name, uh, uh, Gunnar Gautier and Pamela Rib- uh, Ribbon. An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake and I Believe It, which is a great fucking title. That's uh, Lachlan uh, uh, Pendragon. And then my pick, and not just because I had, I have an interview with the director coming up, but uh, Ice Merchants, which is uh, Yao Gonzalez and Bruno uh, Catano. I love Ice Merchants. I think it's an incredible short. And it's actually streaming on the New Yorker's YouTube channel. You can watch that for free. But it's something that when I watched it, I went, this is just an immersive experience. And I found myself really emotionally moved by it. And considering that there's not a word spoken in that whole short, that's an even more impressive feat. So I, I got to go with Ice Merchants here. I think it's well-deserved. I think it's going to win. And Gun- Mr. Gonzalez, we're pulling for I'm pulling for you, man. I-, I hope you get the win. But absolutely adore adore that short. And I think that's going to pull off. So, moving on to the best animated feature film, we got Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which I haven't reviewed for the channel yet, probably will at some point. Pinocchio's fucking amazing, and it's made even better by the fact that the Disney live-action remake was so fucking shitty, uh, but in, del Toro's Pinocchio is absolutely incredible. Uh, Marcel, the shell with shoes on, um, that's Dean uh, uh, Dean Flesher camp Elizabeth Holm, Andrew Goldman, Carolyn Kaplan, and Paul Mizzi. Uh, the Sea Beast, uh, which is Chris Williams and Jed uh, sh- a Schlanger. Turning Red, which is Domi She and Lindsay Collins. And what I believe should win and what I am picking to win Puss in Boots The Last Wish, which is Joel Crawford and Mark Swift. I have so much love and so much praise for that fucking adorable cat. And yes, Puss in Boots being an adorable kitty, yes, that does help, but the fact that the movie takes on anxiety and panic attacks and really has an incredible animation style and makes you feel like Puss is truly in danger, and the villain reveal that we get without spoiling anything... I, I just love Puss in Boots. And look, Pinocchio, I think, will win. And if Pinocchio does, I'll be honest, out of all of these, this is probably the category where if any of these win, I won't be mad. Because Marcel Deschel's shoes on, that was on my top 10. Um, Turning Red just missed my top 10. And I was really sad because I love Turning Red. Uh, the Sea Beast is a great flick, too. And, uh, you know, as I just mentioned, Pinocchio is amazing. So, honestly, any of these could win, and I'd go, yeah, awesome. So I'm pulling for Puss in Boots. I think Pinocchio will probably end up winning, but yeah, I, either way, I am I'm very happy with whatever wins. All right, so moving on, to the best visual effects. There's uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, which is uh, Frank uh, Petzold, uh, Victor uh, Mueller. Marcus Frank and Camille Jafar. There's Avatar the way, in the, uh, the way of the Water, which is Joe uh, Leteri, Richard Bainman, Eric Satan, and Daniel Barrett. The Batman, which is Dan Lemon, Russell Earl, Anders uh, Langlands, and Dominic uh, T- uh, Tui. And then Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is uh, Jeffrey Bauman, Craig Hammack. Uh, are Christopher White and Daniel Siddick. So, it's probably going to be, uh, oh, it's probably going to be this one. It's going to probably be Top Gun Maverick, which is Ryan uh, Tudup, uh Seth Hill, Brian Litson, and Scott R. Fisher. Look, I don't like Top Gun Maverick. I've talked about it. I have multiple issues with it. But one thing I cannot deny are the visual effects and cinematography are, and the sound is incre- is incredible. It's incredibly well done as well as the direction. So from visual perspective, have no issues with it. It's all the plot that drives me nuts. And I will say there is something immersive about the jets and hearing the, the engine and seeing the you know seeing the plane spin in the air and all that. Um, it reminds me of that one Simpsons episode where Sideshow Bob takes over the air show, but <laughs> but I digress. But yeah, I think Top Gun Mavericks got this, so it'll probably be that. It would be really funny if Wakanda Forever wins, because I know James Cameron hates them comic book films, and it would just make me laugh, so I'm pulling for Wakanda Forever. Honestly, the Batman would be awesome, too, because I think the Batman has such a beautiful, slick, noir style to it that I think is slept on a bit but yeah this is top gun Mavericks award to lose in my opinion so all right moving on uh best production design uh, all quiet on the western front which is Kristen uh Kristen, christian good grief christian m goldbeck uh who did the production design the set design was done by ernestine uh, hipper Avatar The Way of the Water, production design was done by Dylan Cole and Ben uh, Proctor, the set design was done by Vanessa Cole, Uh, Elvis, the production design was done by Catherine Martin and Karen Murphy, (coughs) pardon me, the set decoration was Ben, uh, with Bev Dunn, Uh, The Fablemans, the production design was Rick Carter, the set decoration was Karen O'Hara, and then what I think is probably going to win is uh, Babylon, which is, uh, the production design was done by Fl- uh, Florence Florencia Martin, and the set design was Anthony Carlino, I do not like Babylon, I think Babylon is way too long, it is self-indulgent as shit, and I just went, alright, <clears throat> so this is about Hollywood being shitty, I mean, I knew Hollywood's shitty, I don't need to watch three hours of this fucking movie to get that, but... One thing I could never deny about Babylon was the score in the set pieces. Um, so I think this is going to be I think this is this is such a movie that Hollywood loves to reward. And so I feel like Babylon's going to get at least one Oscar. <coughs> Pardon me. And in the in this style, as far as given for something like production or something like that, This is exactly a way for the Academy to acknowledge the movie, but not acknowledge the more uh, terrible parts (laughs) about it. So, yeah, I think Batman's got this for best uh, for best production design. All right. uh, Now we get to best original song. So we get to. uh, So there's applause from Tell Like a Woman. Uh, The music and lyrics done by Diane Warren. Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick. Music and lyrics done by Lady Gaga and Blood Pop. Uh, bu- 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 this is uh, this is a life from Everything Ever All At Once music by Ryan Lott, David Byrne and Mitski uh, the lyrics were done by Ryan Lott and David Byrne uh, Not To Not To from RRR which uh, the music is by M.M. I'm going to butcher your name I'm sorry uh, Kura- Kravani and the music uh, the lyrics pardon me are by uh, Chandra Bose and then what I think is going to win Lift me up from Black Panther, Wakanda from uh, forever. Uh, the music by Tim's, Rihanna, Ryan Coogler, and Ludwig, the homie uh, Gorison, uh, uh Lyrics uh, by Tim and Ryan uh, by Tim's and Ryan Coogler. I feel like that's almost. I don't want to say a lock, but I think it's about as close to a lock as you can get. It's gonna be that or not to not to. Um, let me be clear. I love Lady Gaga. I really do. I think I've I've seen Lady Gaga on tour. She puts on a hell of a show by the way if you have not seen her. I can't wait for her to be Harley Quinn, uh sorry, Punchline in <laughs> in Joker Lady do. But uh hold my hand hold my hand is not a good song. It's a really it's a really weird song for Top Gun Maverick especially. Um Not Too Not Too it's fucking amazing. If you've not seen RRR for the love of God, watch RRR. It's on Netflix. It rules. It's amazing. But yeah, I think given Shabak's passing, I think given the importance of Wakanda Forever, the fact that it's Rihanna and that she hasn't given us m- new music in so long in Marvel was what gets her, you know, to go ahead and and get out get out of bed and make another great Rihanna song. Yeah, I think it's Lift Me Up, and I think she's going to crush the live performance that she has coming up at the Oscars. I can't wait to see her perform it. So, okay, moving on. Uh, Best International Film. Uh, This is quick. It's All Quiet on the Western Front. That's winning. I feel like All Quiet on the Western Front has gotten hot at the right time. And it feels like there's been this, kind of similar to Coda last year, where there's been this upswell. Of people really watching it and really getting into it, I, I think all quiet on the Western Front's gonna, yeah, I, I think that's got it. But there's Argentina 1985, uh, close from Belgium, EO from Poland, and the quiet girl from Ireland. Yeah, it's all quiet on the Western Front. This reminds me very similar, uh, similarly to when uh, Roma got that upswell and it felt like. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly what's gonna happen. I think all quiet on the Western Front's gonna gonna pull this out. So, <clears throat> moving on to film best film uh film editing. There we go. Uh, Banshees of Erin Sherin, uh, which would be Mikkel E.G. Nielsen, Elvis, which would be Matt uh, Villa and Jonathan Redman. Everything, everywhere, all at once, which would be Paul Rogers. Tar, which is uh, Monica uh, Willie. And then Top Gun Maverick, which is Eddie Hamilton. So, I had Top Gun Maverick picked here. And I... Okay, I'm actually torn on this one. Because the way... The frantic pace in which everything, everywhere, all at once moves. The fact that it's edited so well and brilliantly. It makes me go... uh, maybe. Maybe that wins. But Tar. Tar is one of those movies where... It's such a gripping experience, and I do think that the Oscar, the Academy is going to kind of go, we want to get Tar a few wins here, even if it's on just the, even if it's on the um, technical side of the film versus more of the acting, but I don't know, Maverick, like I think Maverick, like I said, it's going to win for visual effects, so I'm actually going to switch up my pick here, I, I had Maverick. I think Tar is gonna win this. I I just, I just have this kind of gut feel. I'm gonna go Tar. I think Tar is gonna win. So, all right. Moving on to best documentary short film. I didn't get a chance to see any of these, so again, just kind of going from my gut. Got the Elephant Whisperers, which is by uh, Kartiki uh, uh, Gonzal what I'm gonna go with. And yes, cat, I know. Uh, yeah, ignore my cat in the background. <laughs> so we've got uh, The Elephant Whispers. Then we've got Hall Out, which is by... Uh, I'm going to butcher this, I'm sorry. Of uh, Evgenia Arpagava and Maxim Arbogave. uh How Do You Measure a Year by Jay Rosenblatt. The Martha Mitchell Effect by Anne... Uh, grew and Beth Livinson and then Stranger at the Gate, which is by Joshua uh, Sifto and Conal, jo- uh, Conal Jones. Is what I'm gonna go with? I'm gonna go Stranger at the Gate. I think that's going to uh, to pull this uh, pull pull off the win. Um, all right, moving on to cinematography. All Quiet on the Western Front by James Friend, uh, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Half Full Truth. That's a tongue twister <laughs> by uh, Darius. Uh, Cond- uh, Condigi, uh, Elvis by Mandy Walker, Empire Light by Roger Dinkins, and then Tar by Florian Hoffmeister. So I love the way that Empire Light is shot. I think it's an incredibly beautiful film, even though I was expecting a little more. I, I did want a little more meat on the bone. I do find the critique of London and the UK as far as um, how they handle racism. I mean, we could talk about the royal family. Uh, <laughs> Cost Christmas to win an Oscar, but I, I, I really like what that film has to say. But again, I do just wish there's a little more meat on the bone for it being over two hours. But I love the way it's shot. Elvis, despite all my criticisms, and there are many, I think there is a magic to some of the concert scenes that we do actually get with Elvis, especially the comeback special. I think that's incredibly well shot. But for me, because of how cinematic it felt and how sweeping it was at moments just watching it, I think uh, Florian Hoffmeister is going to win in here. I think I do, I really think the Academy wants to give Tar some awards. Um I'll I'll get to that here as we <laughs> as we go on, but I absolutely yeah, I think Tar's got it. Uh, moving on to Best Original Screenplay, got The Banshees of Inisharan, which is written by Martin McDowell, Everything Everywhere All at Once, written, uh, written by the uh, uh, the Daniels, uh, The Fablemans, which is written by Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner, uh, Tar, which is written by uh, Todd Field, and in Triangle of Sadness, which is written by Ruben uh, Ostland, I would be happy if Andy's winning outside of Triangle of Sadness, because I just that movie looked dumb. All I know was, was a bunch of white people throwing up and I just went, yep, cool. I'm out. I I'm going to pick Tar. I think this will be kind of the more prestigious award that it is going to win. I think if everything everywhere all at once is gonna falter a little bit, it will be in this category. So I'm taking Tar to win, but I'll be honest, I could really see the fab, uh, the Banshees uh, pulling up set here, because I do think that's a movie that's going to get more love than even we think, and again, I'll get to that here in a in in, in a few minutes, but I think Tar, uh, written by Todd Field, I think that's going to pull out. All right, moving on to Best Adapted Screenplay, All Quiet on the Restroom Front, which is written by... Edgar Berger, Leslie Patterson, and Ian Stokel. Glass Onion, and Knives Out Mystery, which is written by Ryan Johnson. Living, which is written by uh, Kazuo uh, Ishiguro. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, which is written by uh, Aaron Kruger and Aaron Warren. Uh, Aaron Warren Singer, pardon me, and Christopher McQuarrie. And then Story by Peter Craig and Justin Marks. Women Talking, which is written by Sarah Pauly. So this one's hard for me because... Look, I have a lot of issues with Top Gun Maverick. The the fact that Top Gun Maverick is being nominated for this, I think it's fucking absurd. I'm just going to call it what it is. It's dumb as fuck. Uh, There's no reason that the story is what people are saying. Like, yeah, I was totally into that. It's, It's the direction. It's the cinematography. It's the experience that it gives you. The plot is hollow as hell. So the fact that this is getting an Oscar nomination actually really blows my mind. But this is one of those the movies are quote... Back on quote movies, which you know, I'm sorry. Last I checked, movies have been coming out for the last how many years? The movies are back. Anyways, I'm not gonna go on a whole rant about Maverick again, but I really would like to see women talking pull off the upset here because I think that's a movie that I- I'll be reviewing this month. By the way, since it is Women's uh, um, Women's History Month, but. I, I think that movie went really under the radar, and I don't really have an answer why it went so under the radar. So I'd really like to see it kind of pull off that subset. I think this is Ryan Johnson's award to win. Uh, Glass Onion was a huge success, and I can't wait for the third uh, Knives Out film. But Ryan Johnson's in his bag right now. He's, he's firing on all cylinders. I have not started Poker Face, but everyone I've talked to. just praised the shit out of that show i can't wait to watch it plus natasha leone uh to quote my friend nick over at the afternoon tune sup girl i i i just i i love i love ryan johnson is doing with the the mystery genre right now so i think it's his to win I i think it's gonna be ryan johnson winning for adapted screenplay all right here is probably the category that i'm having the most trouble with so best supporting actress Got uh, Hong Shao for The Whale, uh, Carrie Condon for The bear, uh, the Banshees of Anne Sharon, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, Stephanie Shu for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Okay, so I know Jamie Lee Curtis has won a couple awards throughout the awards circuit. I get that. I get that Carrie Condon has won a couple awards uh, as well. I believe this is the Angela Bassett's award twin. I believe that with the passing of Shadow Boseman, I believe that the fact that Ryan Coogler was just dealt one of the shittier hands a director could be dealt, not just losing his franchise star, but you know the, all the shit with Letitia Wright and all that, and the pandemic. I believe that Angela Bassett turned out one of the best performances of her career in this film and i really believe that this is going to be the the role that finally gets her an oscar any other year and i cannot stress this enough any other year this is stephanie shu's uh award to win plain and simple it does bother me honestly that jamie lee curtis got nominated for this because and look no disrespect to her because i'm a huge fan of jamie lee curtis i fucking adore her I just didn't think her performance, as great as it was, was Oscar-worthy. Personally, uh, Stephanie Hsu is incredible in in everything, everywhere, all at once. She is, in my opinion, you could argue she's the star of that movie. She's absolutely incredible in it. And I would love to see her win. If she won, I would not be mad. I, I would be really happy for her, because if you've listened to the podcast for a decent amount of time, when I've talked about the Oscars, I do believe that the Oscar, you know, obviously you have those performances from people like Blanchett and whomever, who are that, the the dependable Hollywood hands that get awards. And sometimes they definitely deserve it. But I really do believe that the Oscar for as often as they fuck it up (laughs) can be used to elevate someone to that next level. And I really think that Stephanie Hsu on that deserves it. So, I, again, if she won, I would not be mad. If Kerry Condon won, I would not be mad either. Um, if Hong Shu, a child, won, I wouldn't. Really? I wouldn't be mad, and this is going to sound bad. I wouldn't be mad with anyone winning. Really, I said Jamie Lee Curtis, because I'm just not crazy about the performance being Oscar worthy. So, I'm picking Angela Bassett. This is the one I struggle with the most, and I fully acknowledge I could be fucking wrong. Uh, as I could on all of these, but this is the one category I'm just like, uh, I don't know. So I'm pulling for Angela Bassett. I'm pulling for the Queen. But again, I could be wrong. So, okay. Uh, moving on The best supporting actor. Uh, Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Innish Sharon. Brian Tyree Henry for uh, for uh, Causeway. Uh, Judd Hirsch for The wins. Barry uh, Keegan for the Banshees of Sharon, and Ki uh, Kuh, uh Key Hui Kwan for Everything Ever All At Once. We all know that who's winning. It's it short rounds winning this. This isn't. This is the one award that I feel pretty confident in that he's winning. And let me just be clear. Any other year, this is Brendan Gleeson all day. This is Brendan Gleeson all fucking day. If he, uh, Ki-Hui Kwan doesn't have this incredible comeback, which, my God, I am so happy for... I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy that he got a chance to follow his dreams and get another shot. He's going to be coming up in Loki Season 2. He's He's got stuff from horizon. I'm so happy for him. And this moment and his speech is going to be fucking... Oh my God. I I will be crying. I'm so excited for him to put his stamp on Hollywood and get some recognition that he's been Long overdue. But again, any other uh, any other year, this is Brendan Gleason's award to win. This is kind of similar, ironically enough, to when uh Dark Knight and Tropic Thunder came out that year's Oscar, uh that year's Oscars, where you just go, what was that 06? where you just go, Yeah, any other year, this is Robert Downs Jr.'s award uh for Tropic Thunder. But I remember as soon as I saw Heath Ledger's performance, I went, Oh cool, this is this is it, it's a rap. That that's what this is, and I'm so excited for him to win. Again, Brendan Gleason, any other year, but it's the homie tonight for everything, everywhere, all at once. I I can't wait to see uh, see him win. All right, we've got a couple more here. Um, here's another one that's really difficult. Kate uh, Blanchett uh, for Tar. I'm talking about best lead actress, so Kate Blanchett for Tar, Ana de Armas for Blonde, Andrea. Uh, Rise, uh, Riseboro for two Leslie, Michelle Williams for the Fablemans, Michelle Yeo for everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. Here's where it gets tricky for me. It should be Michelle Yeo. It should be Michelle Yeo. Let me say it one more time. It should be Michelle Yeo. I, I'm a little worried. I'm, I'm, I'm just worried enough that I think that Kate Blanchett could sneak in and win this and look, Kate Blanchett. I love Kate Blanchett. I love Kate Blanchett. So goddamn much. I think Kate Blanchett is so great, so often that we do sleep on her a little bit. I think she's underappreciated in her craft, to, to 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 be quite frank. And I could easily, I could see there there is a world where she wins this. So if she does win, I would not be shocked. Um I just rewatched Tar uh, last week, and it's just like goddamn, this woman's a monster. But I mean, you think about Carol. She's great Notions 8, I mean, I could get into Lord, Lord of the Rings movies, of course, but then you get Blue Jasmine, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Don't Look Up, The Aviator, Nightmare Alley, uh, she's great in Del Toro's Pinocchio for the bit she gets. She's even fucking great, she's the best thing about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and that movie is horrible, and that's before I even get to fucking The House of the Clock and its Walls, which is a movie that, again, horribly underrated. I, she's a great voice actress, fuck the last two uh, How to Train Your Dragon movies, um, she's amazing, she's an absolutely amazing actress, and she's constantly amazing, even in something like Where'd You Go Bernadette, which I do think is a bit contrived, to put it mildly, she still turns out a good performance in that, even though I think the script doesn't give her a ton to do, but Tar is just, Tar is such an incredible performance, and I totally get why some people want her to win, I do. But God damn it, Michelle Yeoh has been grinding for years. She deserves this recognition. She deserves this praise. The, everything, everything, ever, all at once, this will be the live action Spider-Verse. You're going to see people emulating style, being inspired by it, trying to replicate it in some way, shape or form for years to fuck for decades to come. What am I talking about? So I get it. I get why some people want Kate Blanchett to win. And again, I'm a huge fan of Kate Blanchett. Let me just get this out of the way real quick. Um, I won't go off on the on the whole too leslie thing, but the way that came about and the fact that Viola Davis does not have Andrea uh Riseboro's uh, nomination is goddamn dickless. It should be Viola Davis here. And if it's Viola Davis between her and Michelle Yeoh, that gap gets really close for me because Viola Davis is incredible. The Woman King, and the fact that she just got pushed aside for all that stunt work, for all that training, for the incredible presence that she brings to the screen before she even utters a fucking word, that pisses me off, and it really does bother me that, of course, there will be those assholes who go, oh, it's just black people complaining, blah, 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 like that bullshit. Viola Davis deserved the nomination for Best Actress, and it, it really does bother me when you have Andrea Risenborough, who I don't believe deserves her nomination, especially the way she went about it, and then fucking de Armas for Blonde, I watched Blonde, and I'm sorry, that's just a fucking rape fantasy for three hours, that's all that movie is, and the fact that it's even nominated for anything in the acting sphere, it's fucking nuts to me, so it just makes uh, Viola Davis's absence from the category look a thousand times worse, and I... I I hate it. I hate it so much. But all that said, I think it's Michelle. I think Michelle yo has got it. She should have it. If it's not her, it's going to be Blanchette. Um, and let me let me just be clear because I didn't talk about her too much. Michelle Williams is so amazing in The Fablemans. The The way that she plays the nuances of where her character goes and just some of the more intense emotional beats. Michelle Williams is incredible, and, and I, I love her so much, I love her work, I think she's a true student of the, of, of the craft, and I, this is just one of those years where I think a lot of stuff came out kind of late in the game, you're like, uh, okay, we're, you know we're, the juxtaposition, where does this land, I, yeah, I, I really like M- M- Michelle Williams a lot, I'm a little sad that I think her performance is getting lost in the shuffle a bit, but yeah unfortunately this wasn't the year so but i think michelle yo's got it so all right moving on the best lead actor got colin farrell for the banshees of, uh banshees of indian got paul Mescal for aftersun got bill Nye for living got austin butler for elvis and i've got brendan fraser for the whale all right so look i've talked about elvis i fucking hate elvis i think elvis sucks not just as a person but as a singer I don't like Elvis. I've never liked Elvis. I'll never like Elvis. Not just because he stole black people's music, but I don't like Elvis. Never have, never will. I Austin Butler is going to be in that Michael Fassbender camp for me after Fassbender did 12 Years a Slave. I'm going to need like a year, maybe two to just not like Austin Butler and then I'll be fine. (laughs) But Austin Butler seems like a cool guy. Like, you know, white people love Elvis. What do you want me to say? I'm black. I don't. But a lot of people are saying it's going to be Butler. I could easily see it being Butler. And if it is Butler, I'm going to roll my eyes and go dumb. I could easily see it being Butler. And let me be clear. I do believe, though, that Hollywood loves a comeback story. And Brendan Fraser and the Whale, it's been his comeback. People are talking about how, oh my God, why do we sleep on this guy? Which, by the way, Doom Patrol is a thing that exists. I know it's going to end, but... Doom Patrol's been on for like f- three, four seasons, and Brendan Fraser has been amazing on there. And it's because Warner Brothers doesn't fucking advertise anything, so some people might not know Doom Patrol exists. But if you have, if you, if you're loving Brendan Fraser, and you're like, I want to see Brendan Fraser in something kind of weird, watch Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol kicks ass. But I digress. Uh, I do want to shout out real quick, Ben uh, Paul Mescal. Uh, for After Sun, because I love After Sun so much. That was my number four favorite film of uh, 2022. I fucking love After Sun, and I can't wait to see what uh, Paul Mescal continues to do. If he won, and I don't think he's gonna win, but if Paul Mescal won, I would be so goddamn happy, because A, it would be an upset, like a motherfucker, and B, oh my god, just... The amount of glee I would have from that level of swerve for something that I love so much, I'd go, hell yeah. So, I look, again, I, I don't see it happening. I hope it happens. I'd be happy with Paul Mescal winning, but I don't think it's going to. I, I think it's Brendan Fraser's award to lose. So, here's the thing. I think it's a three-way race between Fraser, Farrell, and Butler. I would not be shocked if Colin Farrell won tonight. It would be a little unexpected. It might be considered, quote, an upset. I could see Farrell winning, though. I would not be shocked if Farrell won. But I'm sticking with my gut. I'm sticking with what I've been saying pretty much all awards season. I think it's Brendan Fraser. I think he's got it. So, yeah, I'm, uh, that that is my pick. Brendan Fraser for The Whale. All right, two more categories, and I'm going to get out of here. Uh, best Director, uh, uh, Martin McDowell for The Banshees of Innesharon. Uh The Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, Steven Spielberg for *The Fabelmans*, Todd Field for *Tar*, and Ruben Ostlin for *Triangle of Sadness*. So, look, Spielberg is Spielberg. Spielberg always has a chance to win. He always has a chance to win. I would not be surprised if, if Spielberg won. I wouldn't be surprised if Martin McDowell won. Uh, honestly, uh, Ruben Ostlin just just don't even think about him. Uh, he 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 ain't winning. Um, there's, but it's it really feels like a. Four-person race, I feel like. Um, Todd Field could win for Tar, because as I mentioned earlier in my predictions here, I do think that the Academy wants to reward Tar, so I would not be surprised if Todd Field won for Best Original Screenplay and Best Director. I would not be shocked by that. But I do think that this is the Daniels. I think it's their year. I think this. I think everything, everywhere, all at once is such a force that in the directing category, they will want to go ahead and acknowledge uh, the incredible helming of this movie. So, yeah, I think it's the Daniels. I think they got it for Best Director. So that's my pick. The Daniels for everything, ever all at once. All right. And then the, the main event, Best Picture, All Quiet on the Western Front uh, with uh, by uh, Malt, Grun- uh, uh, Malt uh, Grunert is what I'm going to go with. Uh, Avatar, The Way of the Water, which is James Cameron and John Landau. Banshees of Anna Sharon, which is Graham uh, Broadbent, uh, Peter Zurin, and Martin McDowell. Uh, Elvis, which is Boz Lerman, Catherine Martin, Gail Berman, Patrick McCormick, and Shire Weiss. Everything, Ever All at Once, which is Daniel Kwan, Daniel Sh- uh, Schneert, uh, Jonathan Wang, The Fablemans, which is Christy uh, Mas- uh, Maxku, Krieger, Steven Spielberg, and Tony Kushner. Tar, which is Todd Field, Alexandra Mission, and Scott Lambert. Top Gun Maverick, which is Tom Cruise, Christopher McGuire, David Ellison, and Jerry Bruckheimer. Triangle of Sadness, which is Eric uh, Himmendorf, and Phil, uh, Phil uh, Philippe pardon, pardon me, uh, Bobber. And Women Talking, which is Deed Gardner, Jeremy Klein, uh, Cleaner, and Francis McDormand. Okay, so. This is the award that I'm actually the most confident in, ironically enough. This is kind of like that. This really does feel like the year that CODA won. Uh, So this really does feel like last year for me, where everything ever all all at once, it came out really early in the year. I think what, March, April, I want to say. But it came out early in the year, but it really felt like once it came out on digital and once it came out on, you know, 4K and Blu-ray and all that. It felt like it really got this renewed this renewed power behind it around October. And it's really kind of ridden that wave all throughout awards season. I mean everything ever all at once has been a fucking force. So I really do think that this move I think this is it, man. I, I think this will take the top prize. I think this is actually I wanna say boring, but it is kind of predictable, but just because, just like in pro wrestling, and I've, I've said this before, just because something is predictable doesn't mean that it's not the right choice. And everything, ever all at once, even though it was lower on my list, I do believe this is one of the best films of the year. Uh, let me just say, uh, I think Avatar, The Way of the Water, and Top Gun Maverick being nominated is fucking stupid. I would just like to throw that out there. Not just because of what James Cameron said about Marvel and the superhero genre at large, but because I remember watching the first Avatar and I went, alright, whatever, don't get why people are freaking out about this outside of the, the 3D, but apparently that warranted a Best Picture nomination, and for some reason this one's getting a Best Picture nomination. It's the same thing that I think of like with something like Licorice Pizza where I go, this is getting a nomination for Best Picture because of who's directing it, not because of the actual content. And that's where I just go, this is driving me fucking nuts. And Top Gun Maverick, is it a great theater experience? Sure, you can make that argument. Do I think this is one of the best films of the year? Fuck no, because the script has a bunch of plot holes in it. And it's just not not that sort of film. Not something that I think should be nominated for Best Picture. And... Let me just throw this out there too, you know, I I do find it funny that, you know, box office doesn't matter until it does, you know, Avatar makes over $2 billion, that's why it deserves best picture, but you know, Infinity War, Endgame, did either of those get best picture nominations? Fuck no, so, what, is it because the people are blue instead of in costumes, is that why, is that why this gets a best picture nomination? I think it's dumb as hell, and I I I pray Avatar and Top Gun Maverick don't win. Pretty much anything else winning, you know, no, that's not true. Um, okay, let me think here. Triangle of Sadness, fuck that. Top Gun Maverick, fuck that. Elvis, fuck, fuck that. Avatar Way of the Water, fuck that. Anything else winning, I'd be like, alright, cool. Uh, I would just love for women talking, as I mentioned earlier, the pull an upset here, but I do think it's going to be everything, everywhere, all at once. If it's not everywhere, everything all at once, I could see. Oh, I'm gonna say Banshees. If Banshees of Inish, if it's not everything ever all at once, I think it's Banshees of Inisherin. I think that will win Best Picture if it's not everything ever all at once. Because I just think the Academy is starting to really dig that movie more at the right time. Um, I I think if Banshees of Inisherin had maybe come out maybe August. I think this movie, I think the movie would be more contention for some of the big awards, but I'm going to stick with my pick that I've been saying for months now. I think everything, everywhere, all at once, I think it's got it. I think it will win Best Picture. So, everyone, that's every category. What are your picks, y'all? Let me hear what you guys think is going to win. I would love to hear what you guys think is going to win, but let us know in the comments. Fill out a ballot. Let us know what you think is going to win. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can also follow me on Instagram at jhunterrealpineapple. Uh, oh, God, what else do uh, what else do we have coming up? We've got a lot of stuff coming up. I've got uh, several interviews coming up here, which I'm really excited to go ahead and, and bring to y'all. Um, my review with uh, Aaron C. Buckley, for her short film "CC Dances the Go Go," that is live now for Women's History Month. So if you've not checked that out, definitely go ahead and make, uh, make a trip. Make sure, uh, make sure you check it out. It's a really fun interview. Um, I got a review, an uh, interview up right now with uh, Clayne Crawford for his film "The Integrity of Joseph Chambers." That's on, that's live on the channel right now. Um, you can follow all of our stuff. Our Facebook pages. Uh, subscribe, uh, rate, uh, rate, subscribe, share the podcast, please. Uh, that definitely helps us out. You can find all of our information on link l i n k t r dot e e slash j hunter real pineapple. You can follow me on the Twitter at the real pineapple. You can follow me on uh, like both our pages. Pardon me on Facebook at the real pineapple and real pineapple games. You can follow me on. TikTok at Black Shazam775, and you can follow me on Letterboxd at Black Shazam. And you can, uh, as I mentioned, like, share, subscribe. Uh, definitely helps the podcast out. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneUp, and Samsung Podcasts to name a few at The Real Pineapple. But as I mentioned, uh, I'm going to have reviews uh, up here and interviews coming up with, um, Oh gosh I've got quite a few. What am I? I'm sitting here trying to remember them all. I have a interview coming up with uh, Michael Marin who also directed uh, the film, a little white lie. That review will be up this week. I've got a review coming up for, uh, the short film ice merchants, which is nominated for best, uh, animated short film. I've got an interview with the, uh, writer director, uh, co-animator of that short film in, uh, Y'all Gonzalez, that will be up this week. I've got a review coming up next week, along with a review for Boy From Nowhere with first-time director S.J. Finley. And, oh god, what else do I have coming up? We've got reviews coming up for Creed 3, as well as for 65, uh, the new um, oh my gosh, the new, uh, Adam Driver film. So yeah, got quite a few things coming up, so it's gonna be a lot of stuff dropping here in the next couple weeks, as well as a review for uh, women talking as well, because Women's History Month, but everyone, thank you so much for listening, Uh, good luck to all the nominees outside of Elvis and Avatar and Maverick, I hope you all have a great night, I hope you have a great day, Uh, daylight saving time is terrible, I am up way earlier than I would like to be, but that's okay, but everyone, uh, stay safe out there, enjoy the Oscars tonight, and we will talk to you soon.